no world views, like views from around the world. You know, it's a play of words. Get it? <laughs> yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Thenu, and I'm so excited to be hosting Worldviews, a podcast that aims to share authentic conversations with ordinary people around the world. Now, I can explain the concept of this podcast really quickly, but as you will probably realize over the next couple of episodes, I love sharing ideas through stories. So I thought, what better way to explain the concept of this podcast than through another story? So what I'd like to begin by telling you all about is a story of an old woman that I met in May this year. I was in Ireland, Dublin to be exact, and it was my last stop on my first solo trip out of Australia. It was a cold and rainy afternoon and I had just entered a cosy Oxfam bookshop to browse some of their titles. I was reading the blurb of a Paolo Coelho book when I noticed this lady sitting on one of the couches and she was falling asleep. I wasn't the only one who noticed. This 20-something-year-old, I think, sales assistant went over to her and said, Excuse me, ma'am, look, I'm sorry we've let you sit for a few hours here, but you can't stay. This is a bookshop. Now, you could tell that the sales assistant was incredibly sorry about what he was saying, especially when the old lady replied saying that she was actually on the streets and that, She couldn't believe that someone would treat an old lady like this when it was raining outside. But it wasn't his decision. His manager near the counter had asked him to do it, and with the understandable reasoning, I guess, that they can't let a homeless person set up camp in a bookshop. So the old lady got up and moved her frail limbs one by one to the door. Watching this from afar, let's just say I had a few words that I wanted to say to the manager mainly about the hypocritical collision of her actions and her workplace's mission, but that's not the point of this story and I won't get into that. What I really want to discuss is what I was thinking when the lady left. Because I froze. I was no longer able to concentrate on the lyrical narrative in Coelho's blurb because I had a simple choice to make at that moment. Do I follow her and make sure she's okay? My mind raced with the possibilities of consequences. You know, she was homeless. She could be insane, a drug addict. Nobody knew exactly where I was at that moment because it was a solo trip and I can't remember the emergency number in Ireland. These are all the thoughts that I was having as she was walking out the door. Now, I don't know what made me do it at the end, but I made the split-second decision to drop my book and follow her out the door. Once I caught up with her, I asked if I could buy her a coffee. She looked surprised, but said yes, and we crossed the street to the pub um, where I got her a cappuccino and we sat down. She began talking to me, and I found out her name was Esther. Even though she looked a lot older, she said she was only in her 60s. And she started telling me about how awfully the homeless people in her city were treated. I asked why she hadn't looked for help at a shelter, but she said that there weren't any long-term solutions for people like her. I pressed her on what she meant exactly by people like her. 
And she continued to tell me the stories of other homeless women forced into prostitution and drugged and raped by men also on the streets or some even not. She had reported numerous times to shelters and to the police about these incidents. Specifically, she kept repeating about one of her friends who was quite a lot younger than her, who was sleeping on the corner of a street nearby where we were having coffee and how one night she saw a man go up to her and the next morning her friend was nowhere to be seen. She had taken all this information to the police, but the police didn't believe her because they thought she was just another homeless person, probably drugged up, probably insane and not really worth their time. Cannot explain how much this affected me, mainly because half an hour before when I had first seen her walk out that door, I was thinking the same thing. Little did I know that the reason she was on the streets was because she suffered domestic abuse and had a few miscarriages and had no choice but to leave home. She told me with frustration and honestly almost tears in her eyes that she has never touched drugs in her life and the fact that most people jump to assume that that's the stuff that resulted in her being on the streets is just ridiculous. She ended our conversation by by taking my hand and telling me that we need to fight the system, fight for justice so that people like her have a voice and aren't just categorised under one idea of what we think it is to be homeless. I bought her lunch and went on my way, but... I could not stop thinking about what she had said for ages. It made me think of a specific TED talk by a Nigerian novelist called Chimamanda Adichie. This TED talk explains the concept of a single story. A story that we create about a group or type of person that is based on stereotypes. They're not necessarily untrue, but most certainly incomplete. But what spreading these single stories do is make one story the only story. The idea that people end up homeless on the streets because of drug abuse or other issues that are their own fault is the one story that is often spread around. That often becomes what we assume, whether we intentionally want to or not, about that person. So initially, I had judged Esther by that single story. Intentionally or not, the manager at the store, the police, the government, they all did too. And the result was a negative disconnect between our thoughts and reality. What this shows is that stories matter. They can be used to create differences, polarise our society into different identities. What Esther showed me, though, was that they can also be used to repair this. I had been on the receiving end of these consequences of a single story just a few days earlier. A Southern American gentleman I had met in the Scottish Highlands had commended me for my excellent English skills. 
I guess he was unaware that Australians could have dark-skinned ethnicity because clearly my accent and overuse of the word mate didn't give away that I was a native English speaker. I remember wanting to return the compliment right back at him, um, but then I realised, you know, he probably wasn't a horrible person. He had also just been fed this single story. A single story of people who look like me being the voice on the other end of a telemarketing call or in Bollywood cinema. If I had turned my back, he would continue living with his pre-existing stereotypes. Continue living with that single story that has unconsciously been fed to him. So instead what I did, following an explanation of where I was born and raised, was continue talking to him. And we ended up talking for another 15 minutes about none other than MasterChef Australia. And we found something that we could connect on and we parted on really good terms, despite getting off on the wrong foot. We're all victims to the single stories, whether we realise it or not. We may think that we're the most socially aware person, but in moments you cannot help but default to those stories that you have known for so long. The point of worldviews as a podcast, is to spread stories that will help change our pre-existing prejudices. Each episode will feature a conversation with someone from a different country and delve deeper into their life. I apologise in advance for the sound quality of these podcasts. They're not going to be completely perfect. That's because what I'm attempting to do is capture authentic conversations. And as a result, many of these episodes literally take place spontaneously as I bump into people in crowded stores or apartments, and I believe that their story needs to be shared with the world. So I ask you to look past the slight muffle and really hear what these incredible human beings have to say. The episodes to come will feature philosophy, politics, and science intertwined with food, identity, and relationships to uncover, above all, what it means to be human. In doing so, this show aims to highlight our shared human experience and worldviews to acknowledge that, yes, you know, we are different, but maybe not that different.